Hello, everyone. Dr. Christine Smith back for a wonderful interview for you today with Dr. Elena Villanueva, who is the CEO and founder of Modern Holistic Health, one of the most successful online functional medicine teams around, and they've helped thousands of patients overcome a variety of chronic illnesses from cognitive issues to Lyme to a whole bunch of other stuff. And she's been featured on a whole bunch of media from Fox News to MSN, Healthline, the Houston Chronicle. And I just wanted to bring her on to talk about some of the stuff they do in their practice. And they even have a masterclass coming up all around autoimmune health and understanding toxicity and biohacking. So if you guys want to check that out, it'll be in the link on my Instagram, or I'll provide a link in the comments for you. But thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Villanueva. I would love if you just tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your journey into developing this team and your passion in this niche of holistic health and really modernizing it beyond just kind of the traditional functional medicine. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, and, you know, you said a lot um, already is a wonderful introduction. Thank you so much. Um, you know, I guess a few things that I could add to it is that, you know, through through some of my own um, health struggles that I had many years ago, and I got really, really sick. Um, as you know, I, I almost, I almost died. Um, and things got, you know, pretty dramatic with my health and, uh, and just with my life in general. Um, I was a single mother and, you know, raising this kid and I had, you know, three sports medicine practices and I literally just lost everything because I got so incredibly ill. And, um, and so, you know, fast forward today, our mission and our purpose is to be able to be a bridge uh, where people who are waking up and realizing that the medical model is not working for them, uh, people who are not satisfied with their answer of, well, there's nothing that can be done for this XYZ disease, but here's some medication to make you feel comfortable. Yeah, people that are like looking for more, we're providing a bridge for them to come across over to this side. Um, you know, holistic medicine, functional medicine, um, all of this advanced technology has really come so far, Dr. Christina, as you and I know, because we can sit and talk about this stuff for hours. But it's not always accessible for everyone. And, you know, when when you have people that will watch these, you know, big summits and such with all of these famous doctors, um, you know, they'll get excited and think, oh, my God, I found who I want to work with, only to find that they're either A, not taking patients or B, it's a $1,500 first visit. And then $700 to $900 a visit after that. Seven to ten thousand dollars in labs just to get started, and a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a month in supplements. And you know, honestly, there's like one percent of the population that can afford that. And I know that my purpose here is to be that bridge so that people who want to have access to real answers and real solutions that work using a data-driven approach for holistic and functional medicine can actually afford it. And so we're super excited about our masterclass that's coming up. It's called Beyond the Pill. Very, very appropriate for the work that we do, right? And um, in this model, we are showing people 
the data-driven approaches that are being used and we're showing real case studies of our own clients. Um, and, um, and then we have uh, beautiful offers for people to be able to get started that are affordable. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, I guess that kind of sums it up to explain a little bit about a little bit more about what we do. Um, I guess I could also add that we are, we are uh, uh, one of the largest of our kind in terms of um, of a you know, holistic educational and coaching platform. We see people in over 18 different countries um, and we have collected massive, massive amounts of data in order to prove out our model and uh, and and be able to just know without a doubt that if you follow the processes that we lay forth, whether you can afford to do labs or not, that there's going to be 90% of you or more who are going to see really big transformational changes in your health. That is an impressive number. And I think something to really take into account for people because not everybody always tracks their numbers like that either. And so I think understanding the results and outcomes that you have for a variety of people all over the place coming from a variety of different backgrounds and health backgrounds and what they might be struggling with. It's like health is complicated, but also I think we overcomplicate it sometimes. And really it can be much simpler than we make it at times. And lifestyle plays such a huge role in all of this. So I think this actually leads beautifully into one of the next things I wanted to ask you, because I know you guys do a ton of education for practitioners as well. And considering the results that you see and the results that you get, even without running a bunch of labs sometimes, what do you think are some of the biggest gaps in healthcare practitioner or health practitioner education today? Um, well, I mean, if you're if you're talking about the biggest gaps in healthcare practitioner model, and you're talking about, um, are we talking about the allopathic model? Uh, because there's not just a gap. There's like there's a big canyon in there. <laughs> like there's a huge, massive gap. But uh, or are you talking more about like in the holistic model where some of the gaps are there? Let's just touch on both a little bit. And you know, I also want to advocate that I think all practitioners, we all have our role and our service and health, but I think it is understanding each other and how to collaborate as a team, which I know is a lot of what you do, is really the key to everything. And it's like conventional medicine absolutely has its place, but I also think that relying on you know, medications or invasive surgeries or any of those things should, you know, usually be a little bit of a last resort. So I'm curious as to your thoughts on that. And then also, especially in the functional medicine and holistic healthcare realm, because I know you and I have had a variety of conversations around this of the tons and tons of continuing education that we've done, but also the mm -hmm. gaps that we've run into in an understanding of a true holistic model. Well, so let's start with the holistic model. The, sure. you know, in, in the holistic model, um, I see a few gaps. One of them is um, cost. It's just not affordable for many people. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, it can be very, very expensive to see um, holistic or functional medicine practitioners. Um, and then on top of that, most of the protocols that, that practitioners are taught, while they are effective, they are complex. And they are just so many bottles of things. I mean, we've had people come to us having seen other practitioners that are holistic or functional medicine 
who have come to us taking as many as 72 bottles. I mean, no joke. And this, and it was a man and, and he had a spreadsheet because I mean, how else are you going to track it? Right. Um, and it's very, very common for us to see people coming to us, taking 27 bottles, 35 bottles. Um, and it's super, super complex and it gets really expensive. And so, you know, that's one of the gaps that I see is just the cost and the complexity, but, you know, to your point, it doesn't have to be expensive um, and it doesn't have to be complex. I mean, yes, there is going to be some cost, but even if you can't afford to even see a practitioner for a couple of hundred dollars and spend $400 or so a month on your supplements, um, there are things that you teach. I've, I've seen some of your posts. There are things that you teach that are just so much value and we teach the same things. Make the lifestyle changes. Eat cleaner. Get an air doctor for your house. Drink, you know, so that you have clean air and clean water. Um, those basic foundational things, you know, getting the inflammatory foods out of your diet, stop eating grains for, you know, for a while, um, stop eating sugar, stop eating dairy, stop eating those, you know, things that are inflammatory and processed foods that will literally change your life. Now, when it becomes more real for people is when they're doing labs and the labs show them you've got these toxins from these foods. You've got, you know, this autoimmune reaction that's happening from the food you're eating. Then it becomes more real to them. But you know what? If you can't afford to do that, you can at least take some basic steps. And so I think that cost can be a prohibitive gap that can happen. And that's where I'm coming in to teach other practitioners how they can have a sustainable model because we got kids to feed too, and we've got bills to pay too. And for all of the education that we have, we should be able to make a really good living. We should be able to make a wonderful living. And so, but how can we do that and still be able to pass on a model that our clients and patients um, can do that's sustainable and affordable for them. We teach that, right? Um, and then also one, one of the other biggest gaps that, that I see in the holistic model is that you'll have doctors and practitioners and coaches that get the blinders on and they forget to look at the whole picture. So it's like, it's mold and that's all they're looking at. It's mold. Well, what about all the other things going on that you didn't test for? Right. You know, or they'll say, oh, it's heavy metals or it's leaky gut. Everything is leaky gut. Well, yeah, you might have leaky gut, but what caused the leaky gut? <laughs> How many chemicals do you have in your body? Like what kind of stressors or traumas have you had that caused the leaky gut? What medications are you taking that might be actually causing more harm than good? And so, you know, I think it's really important to to be able to expose our holistic practitioners and our holistic coaches and our holistic doctors to a model that allows them to look at the whole picture and understand that if you are chronically sick, meaning that if you've been sick for two or more years with whatever it is, that there are some common denominators that we know that you're going to have and as a practitioner, we need to not only be aware of that ourselves, that it's going to be more than one thing. It's never one thing. It's never one thing that it's going to be several things. And so, and, and how can we make them aware and teach them uh, to look at all of the things 
right? And then, and then, um, and then how can we put together a plan of action and a protocol for our clients and our patients that is going to address all the things without it being 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 bottles of supplements a month, because that's really not necessary. No, I completely agree with you. And, you know, I have, I had gone through my own health journey and worked with a variety of highly intelligent practitioners, but a lot of it was stop eating these foods, take these supplements, stop eating these foods, take these supplements. And then it just turned into a lot of supplements and my body didn't respond super well to that. And I had to dive into really a mindfulness practice and working with my body's energy in order to get my immune system back online. And then I was able to use nutrition correctly because I think people forget that that is a huge piece of everything. And I'm so glad that you work with it in your practice, because if we ignore that piece, our cells can actually be in a state where they can't really absorb the nutrients. And so then all of those supplements and all of that money is actually going to waste. And if we can start to understand our bodies in a new way, I think that's really important. And just as like an example of what you're talking about, um, I knew someone recently who's been having, you know, a little bit of cognitive decline and they went into a doctor and they're like, okay, we're going to run this one test that specifically tests the dopamine area of your brain. And then it came back slightly abnormal and they're like, okay, you have a Parkinsonian syndrome. I was like, that was the only test that was ran. And all it was looking at was dopamine. So if it's slightly off, of course, that's going to be the diagnosis. And they were suggesting a medication so that they could tell from the medication what type of Parkinsonian syndrome. Parkinsonian symptom it would be. My question for them was, okay, well, will that change the outcome? They're like, no. Um, will that really give us the information that we need about it? Because what are the side effects of the medication? They're like, well, the, med the side effects are confusion and the medication is for movement disorders. But when he came in, he has no movement disorder and he has confusion. So why would you take a medication where the side effect is what you came in for and the treatment is something that you don't have? So I was like, okay, let me just run some other tests found out he had an amoeba in his gut and lead in his blood and a variety of other things. So we're, so, and his neurologist was very kind about it. It's like, let us work on these first, see what progress we can make. And then we can decide if we want to do the medication later, but it's exactly what you're saying where it's like, if you only look for one thing, of course, you're going to see only that one thing versus if you look at an entire systemic approach, then you'll see the interwoven network that is our body and is our ecosystem and everything that affects us. So with this, let's dive into a little bit like how some of the gaps that we're talking about can be filled by discussing what some of the most common triggers are for disease, which is essentially common triggers for things like epigenetic changes which is how our body is responding to our environmental pressures. I love talking about that. So, you know, under under the under the epigenetic changes, there's a, there's a lot of things that we can talk about. Um because it's when we're talking about epigenetics, we're talking about what in our environment, what is it in our 3D reality basically, um that is changing the information uh, that our genes is receiving that is then changing the information that our genes are giving our our cells tissues and organs where it's not able to tell them you know how to perform optimally anymore um and oh my gosh there's so many things let's start with um the things that i call the intangibles 
99% of us have it. I won't say 100, right? Because saying 100 in science eh, is just not really well received. So I will just say 99% um, are coming from the um, conscious and unconscious patterns that we have um, in our in our mind and in our spirit. Um, you know, so our belief systems, our emotions that we have, the narratives or the stories that we're telling ourselves that create um, our perspective of how we see ourselves and the world around us. That's huge, right? The unprocessed heightened emotional experiences that we've all had in our lifetime. Um, and how about the ones that have been passed down through our genes? Because we know scientifically now that my great, 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 great grandfather could have had you know, um, he might have ended up having issues where he couldn't sleep because he was trying to survive through one of, you know, through a famine in Ireland or something. Right. And he developed this trauma that he thought if he would fall asleep, that he would die because he was starving. And then several generations down, you know, including myself and my mother. And, and this is I'm just giving you an example. This isn't something that I have, but this is something that a client of ours had. So, but I'm using this just as an example. Well, you know, my mother has always had trouble sleeping and I've always had trouble sleeping, but we just don't know what it is. Maybe one day we joke and say, well, yeah, it's probably genetic because I think grandma had it too. Well, it certainly was genetic because six generations ago, you know, we ended up having someone with this heightened emotional experience and it's been passed down in the genes. And so we've got these things that I call intangible. It's not something we can test for or measure for necessarily, although there are some devices out there that are getting better at being able to test bioenergetic distortions. Um, but, you know, for most of the public, these are things that are the unseen. It's, it's our belief systems, it's our traumas, it's our emotions, it's our, um, um, you know, not living um, congruently with what we say we want, but then we're doing something different. So it creates this disturbance in our bioenergetic field. These things can literally change our, they can and they do change our biochemistry and they change our neurochemistry. And when that happens, everything inside, I mean, basically the biology of our body and our mind is changing. And so that can lead us into disease and it can prevent us from healing. In fact, it can be one of the biggest culprits of why somebody becomes sick and why they're unable to heal. And so that's something that we address in addition to addressing other epigenetic factors like things that are in our environment that we uh, are breathing or eating or coming into contact with. Um, so, you know, is our air clean or is it polluted full of plastic particles? Um, you know, I personally have been working on that with my own labs. I'll, I'm going to be showing it and presenting it to the practitioners in the fall. Um, in 2022, uh, back then I was telling all of our clients and I was doing this myself um, every year. Let's do your functional blood work. You know, once they got back to a state of health, right? Every year, let's keep you healthy. Let's do your functional blood every year. Let's do your hormones every year. And then every other year, let's do your tox bundle and let's look at chemical toxins, toxic mold, chemicals, and let's do an organic acids test. 
Well, I was following that same rule. So in 2022 was my every other year for the toxin bundle. I did my tox bundle and I had high levels of BPA, high levels of glyphosate, high levels of some sort of paraben. I mean, I had like a list of stuff. I couldn't even believe that the, I mean, I've got air doctors, even in my RV, I've got air doctors, I've got RO filters, I'm eating organic. I even hunt for my own food. You I'm just like, how did this happen? And the reality is that our planet is so toxic now that um, I was getting exposed. I think that I'm getting the BPA through the air. That's where I think I spend a lot of time outside. There's particle. It's everywhere now. Oh, also, if you do grass-fed, grass-finished meat. Even if you're doing organic foods, you know, they're not testing, they're testing for chemicals, they're not testing for plastics, and the plastics are everywhere. They've permeated our environment. And so now I'm telling everyone, test every year, <laughs> you know, and let's detox on a regular basis. You may not need to do a super hard, hardcore, deep, nine-month-long detox to get all these toxins out to recover your health. But, uh, you you know, uh, because you've already done that now, but like in my case, I am healthy and thank God I wasn't exhibiting a lot of health issues. I wasn't really exhibiting a lot of health issues, um, really any um, from those toxins. But now I just do low level detox. It's a part of our everyday life. So environmental chemical toxins is the other one. It's another epigenetic factor. You've got to look out for and be more aware of the um, chemical toxins, the heavy metals, the mycotoxins. It's really important. And, and the, and the, um, the, I don't know if you're seeing this, but we're seeing this. It's crazy. We are seeing, um, um, radioactive materials on a regular basis. People coming in with high levels of cesium or cesium, people coming in with high levels of, of, um, I can't remember some of thorium and like, uh, like palladium and like all these, it's just really, really scary. And, mm -hmm. and, and then you've got all of the, um, electronic toxins that are affecting our epigenetics. They're affecting, remember when we say it's affecting our epigenetics, it's affecting our chemistry, our, our biology um, from the phones, you know, all the EMFs, all of that stuff. And so, you know, these are all of the things that we're looking at that are indeed common denominators of why people are getting sick and why they're unable to heal because the body has this highly advanced technology more than anything else on this planet um, that is man-made, the body has this very advanced technology and it knows how to heal itself. But we have created these barriers. These are man-made barriers. We've created these barriers yep. and the body doesn't know what to do. And so if you're listening to this and you're sick, Please know that your body isn't sick from lack of drugs. Your body isn't sick because it's defective. Your body is sick because of all of the things that I've just talked about. And if you can, you know, work with somebody who understands how to look at the big picture, they will help you uncover all of the root causes that you have and then set you up with a plan of action and a strategy to effectively remove every single one of those barriers to healing so that your body can then be able to accept and absorb the ingredients that it does need for healing, health, 
and ultimate vitality. That was so beautifully said on so many levels. And I think I want to come back to just the perspective component that you talked about in the beginning, because I think the epigenetic changes that can come from that and how it affects your immune system function and your ability to detox, your ability to repair, because our immune system is protection, repair, and detox, right? It does a whole bunch of stuff, cleanup crew. And if we are in a state where we feel like a victim or we feel like there's something wrong with us or we feel like we're under attack from an outside force, our immune system's gonna respond to that. And it's not always gonna respond in an ideal way. It's usually mm -hmm. gonna put our body in a state of imbalance. And if we can teach people that their brain is the most powerful drug they'll ever have, I think it is a way to really shift the healthcare paradigm because I think one of the biggest issues with it right now is the fact that it is a victim mindset. Our entire healthcare system is based around having somebody else fix you. And if we can help people understand that they are born with this innate intelligence and their body knows how to correct itself if it's just given the right tools, and then they're not living in this perspective of, I'm diagnosed with this illness, therefore I identify as a sick person, your body's gonna respond really, really differently if you identify as a healing person who is detoxifying rather than a sick person that has something wrong with you because you were labeled so that insurance could understand what you were labeled with. So I just think the mental component behind all of this is huge, but I wanna dive into the physical and environmental components as well a bit. And I know one of the ways that I often educate people is I'll talk about allostatic load, which is basically like your body's capacity. And in, you know, really traditional like chiropractic background, we talk about thoughts, traumas, toxins. These are the things that stress your body. So I like to talk about it from a physical, mental, chemical point of view. And we talked about the mental a bit. We can talk about the physical a bit. And I also want to talk about the chemical and I teach people that we can get injured in a variety of ways. We can have a physical injury, like when you get in a car accident, we can have a chemical injury, like when you have a mold exposure and we can have a mental injury, like when you are going through emotional turmoil, like grief or losing your home or losing a job or losing a loved one or something incredibly stressful that's supposed to be short term. But in today's society, the way that we work, we stress about it for years or like a very long period of time and that puts the body in the state of breakdown. So let's dive into like things like toxins, which I know are prevalent in our external environment. And then there's also hidden toxins that can be internal, everything from leaky gut to side effects of medications to um, organic toxins in your home, like mold, which we kind of live in harmony with, but in excess, then it can be really detrimental. So love to hear your thoughts on those. Um, well, let's break it down. Give me, let's, <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm not sure exactly where to start. And I want to make sure that I don't repeat myself from what we were talking about before. Yeah, absolutely. Let's start with kind of the external toxins that we deal with in our world. And then any hidden toxins that I know you've kind of referred to them as like internal toxins, but however you like to talk about those, especially like the way you like to educate your clients. So we want to talk about then like some of the common toxins maybe that people are exposing themselves to that they don't know. Sure. Like we mentioned a couple of them, like you talked about BPAs, we've talked about pesticides, things like that. Um, but just anything else that you think is really important for people to know that maybe they don't always think about or that you find a lot on lab tests. Yeah. So um, we, we find a lot of toxins that are commonly found in personal care products. 
And you know what? Like we use a lot of personal care products. Even guys use a lot of personal care products. In this upcoming masterclass, Beyond the Pill, um, I'm certain I have a few slides in there where I start showing statistics on how many toxins that women on average have in their bodies. I think it's upwards of over 140 toxins. Okay. Um, in their bodies where babies are born with now over 120. Um, and we, you know, if you're wondering why we have an autism rate the way we have, um, I mean, think about this. If you are, so I'm in my fifties. All right. So if you're my age, you remember when you were young in your twenties, it was like one in a hundred kids had autism. Like you never, I mean, well, not never one in a hundred is still a lot, but I mean, it was, you just didn't really see it. It just didn't happen very often. Um, in fact, I think the statistics were even like better than that. Now it's like one in every four. I mean, it's insane. And if you are out there, you know, and you're really paying attention, I think that the statistics are not even correct. I think it's probably like one in three, um, you know, and, and it's not, it's not because um, moms are not like taking care of themselves, you know, uh, I mean, think about why it's happening. Open your eyes and think about it. It's the toxins. It's the toxins. Just because stuff is sold in the stores does not mean it's safe. There's another slide that I show and I just can't remember the exact date, but I think it's been since 1930 something. That was the last time that our government did any research to to ensure um, like what ingredients in our personal care products are actually safe for use. And, and no we, one is studying the cross-contamination of chemicals. I mean, that's insane. That's like that's like almost a hundred years ago, you know, since that was last checked. And so, and so, but we all want to believe like, oh, if it's sold in the stores, it must be okay. No, that is not true. You have to read labels. You know, there are apps that you can use now. Um, and I can't think of one of the apps that we, that- Healthy that we, Living, like, I think is one. Healthy Living is one. You can go straight to the ewg.org, the environmentalworkinggroup.org. That's another one. And there's another one that I can't think of. Do not use Think Dirty anymore. Think Dirty, mm -hmm. we used to promote Think Dirty, the Think Dirty app. And then Procter & Gamble bought them. And now all of a sudden Tide is safe to use. You know, Tide laundry detergent is safe. And it's just like, there's so much corruption. You just have to be really, really careful. But personal products, um, perfumes are super, super toxic. And do you know what really smells so much better than perfumes anyway? Essential oils. And there are people out there who will alchemize essential oils. They'll put different ones together and it smells so so, so good. I have one that I wear. You smelled it. Um, every time I go to any of these big conferences, everybody's like, what are you wearing? Oh my God, that smells so good. And even my husband wears it because it's like, you know, it can work for a man or a woman and it changes a little bit according to your own pH and it's all made out of essential oils. And so, you know, stay away from the perfumes, your laundry soaps, be careful for that. Um, we had a woman who ended up with cancer. Um, she came to see us. We tested her. She had some chemicals that are common in dry cleaning that are known to cause cancer. And she wore dry cleaning for like 40 years. That's all she ever wore because she didn't want to wash her clothes. So she, plus she was like a professional also. And back then, you know, they didn't have as many 
wash and go work clothes as they do now. Um, and then foods when you're when you're going to the store, um, try to stay out of the aisles. Um, even if you're, you know, don't think that just because you go to Whole Foods, this stuff's going to be healthy because there's so much unhealthy food at Whole Foods. We went to the Whole Foods up in Park City, Utah, in the area where we live, um, and we were looking for just some plain horseradish to go with some red meat that we were eating that night for dinner. Could not find any just pure, clean horseradish. It was horseradish with a bunch of cheap seed oils in there and other crap that is just gonna make you super, super sick. Um, so go organic as much as you can, even when you go organic and when it says it's clean ingredients, you still need to check the label. And when you see things on there that look like chemicals, like you can't read the word because it looks like it's a man-made thing, you know, it's just not natural, put it back on the shelf. Um, you know, no, um, I, I think that's such a good way to put all of this. And it's like, I know that for anyone listening, like I know when we discuss all of these crazy little nuances that you have to watch out for, it can feel super overwhelming. It's also just the reality of our world at this point. And the way that you can truly take your power back is just by kind of educating yourselves about these things, which is why I wanted to do this with her and why she's running the masterclass that she is, is because we want you guys to understand how to look out for these things and you know, I just, I had this thought pop up when you were talking about perfume and things like that. And one of the other effects that we don't often think of in our society is when we are coated with chemicals and we're on a bunch of medications that are changing our hormones and changing our pheromones, we then will like get into relationships with people that we're, you know, vibing with really well. And then all of a sudden we'll shift all these medications and we'll shift all these other chemistries. And then all of a sudden our pheromones and our hormones change and your connection with your partner can shift because you met each other in a chemicalized state. And then we wonder why we have rates of divorce going up and things like that. And it's That's pretty interesting so to watch how they go up with the rate of birth control. So just concepts to consider that, you know, these chemical things expand beyond just your physical health, even into your personal, emotional, spiritual, energetic health with the people you connect with in your life because it changes your brain chemistry, changes your hormones, changes how you function in your life. So I just wanted to throw that piece in there because it came to mind while you're talking and it just, it goes deeper on so many levels. And I know like we're talking about a lot of external toxins. And then if we start to shift to like some of the ones that you deal with internally, like mold and other things like that, I mean, man, I know that the sickest I've ever been in my life is when I had a unknown mold exposure and it wiped me out. And I was like a pretty resilient person. And it was a very humbling experience because I was also a practitioner and I had all of the supplemental tools at my fingertips and none of them were quite hacking it. And I had to really go do some internal work, work with my energetic system of my body and that perspective that I was having on things and then slowly be able to bring things back in by listening to my body. So I'd love to hear about either some of the cases that you thought have been really interesting or any experiences that you've had around some of these like internal toxins that are unexpected. Oh my gosh. You know, these, these uh, toxins that uh, people end up getting inside of their body you know, the body can only handle so much toxic load before it starts to 
uh, exhibit symptoms that turn into conditions that eventually turn into disease. And um, what I have found is that any and all of these external environmental toxins, once they become internal toxins, once they're inside the body, they, they really can manifest as, you know, any kind of symptom condition or disease. Um, there are a lot of factors. What combination of chemicals do you have? What um, What is your bioenergetic resonance doing based off of your thoughts and your emotions? You know, how is that affecting the, the chemistry also? You know, what are you eating? What kind of relationships are you in? You know, all of these things play a factor. So there's like a million different variables, but We've seen some of the craziest and most amazing cases. Um, we have, so we are seeing, it's pretty frightening. We're seeing neurodegenerative diseases skyrocket. They are becoming the number one uh, killer of people around the world. I show statistics on that in another masterclass that I have called Your Brain and Mental Health. And, um, and you know, that really hits home for me because when I got really, really sick and almost died, one of the things that happened to me is I developed aphasia and I developed dementia. I didn't even know my kid's name. I didn't know what day it was. It was super, super frightening. And, um, and we're seeing more and more of this with people of younger and younger ages. So one really interesting story is a woman out of California who came to us with Parkinson's and she was already in a wheelchair and she wasn't even 50 years old yet. She was like 47 years old. Super, super sad, but super, super happy that she came to work with us because she's walking now. She's out of her wheelchair, doesn't need a walker. She's fine. And what had happened was um, she had a lot of chemical toxins and mold in her body. And so as we started working on getting that out, she started getting her functionality back. Um, and so, that, I mean, that's one story that is just... To, from my perspective, that's an amazing story, right? Um, but the, but the stories don't stop there. I mean, we have so many stories. Um, we have uh, one recently of a baby that we've been working with. I think I don't remember if this baby is out of the UK or out of Ireland, um, but this baby was covered in like a covered in rashes. Uh, like psoriasis type thing, like just really, really, really bad. Like the baby was one big scab. And I don't know if you're noticing this or if any of you that are listening are seeing this, how there are more and more babies now that are covered in these rashes. And these doctors are putting them on steroids, which should only be given long-term if a person is terminally ill and they're gonna die. You shouldn't be on steroids like that. But that's the only answer that they have. That's the only solution that they have and it's only helping with the symptom allowing the problem to get worse well this well, then i think about developing your immune system yeah as a child and infant around steroids and then it's like your immune system doesn't really work correctly the rest of your life exactly exactly and so uh this baby had uh, some chemical toxins and this baby had mold and this baby had some horrific gi issues 
which is expected. I mean, the, the baby's got is full of toxins. How is the baby going to have a healthy GI tract with all of those toxins? And uh, this baby came to us, one big scab, super, super sick. Mom was just so, so scared. And baby now has no more problems. Baby's, baby's skin is fine. There's no more issues. Um, we have another uh, one that uh, just comes to mind right now. Uh, she was in college. And uh, so I ended up taking care of her sister a couple of years before she came to see me. And her sister ended up having some, some severe issues that we were able to resolve. But then when she came to see me, when, when her other sister, when her older sister came to see me a couple of years later, she came to me because she had really severe PCOS, so polycystic ovarian syndrome, and we uh, took a look and she had super, super high testosterone. It was insanely high. Um, and she had stopped having periods, obviously, right? Um, her progesterone had tanked, her estrogen had tanked. And so her doctors just wanted to put her, they wanted to like do this like high dose birth control with her in an attempt to try to fix the issue. And, uh, and she didn't want to do that. So we ended up working on detoxing the testosterone out of her body, which yes, that can be done, but this is the crazy thing. We would bring the testosterone back down into normal range. Then I would stop the detox and then I would start her on some protocols to get her own body to make its own, to kickstart its own progesterone and estrogen back up again. And before we could even get that going, her testosterone was back up high again. Um, and I was retesting the hormones like every 90 days so that we could see what was going on. It took me almost a year, but we finally figured out it was a mascara she was using that was raising her testosterone levels and giving her PCOS. And this poor girl, you know, if she hadn't have come to find us, she, you know, her doctors were telling her that she was going to be infertile, that she, you know, wasn't going to be able to have kids and they were going to just like poison her with all of these, you know, fake hormones and all of the stuff. Um, when, you know, all it was, was it was an environmental toxin that was getting too high in her body, causing her body to, to create all of this, you know, excess testosterone. Um, so, I mean, we've got, oh my gosh, we have so many stories. We even have other stories of people who had not these environmental toxins as their main issues. Um, but, uh, we've had people that have had in, um, pathogens. And so I know that there are, I know that there's like the pathogen theory and then there's the terrain theory and here's my stance on it. I think that there's a little bit of both going on. I think that they're both correct and you kind of need to look at both because yes, we do have a terrain. And when the terrain is taken care of, when the garden is healthy, it chokes out the weeds, right? But if something happens to insult the garden, the weeds are going to grow out of control. It's the same thing with our own terrain. It's the same thing with the ecosystem of this planet, right? And so, um, you know, these, these, there are, there are many, many bugs that live on us or in us. You know, they're, they come in the form of bacteria, viruses, prions, like all kinds of things. And while that might sound scary, it's absolutely beautiful and amazing because it gives us our human form. It, it you know, it, it gives us the reality that we have. It, they, these little, I call them our little, our little critters. They, they give us personality even. They help us with our sleep cycles, with our hormone cycles. They help us digest our food. They help us make hormones. They help us with so many things and we help them in return. We live in complete symbiosis with these little microscopic living creatures. But sometimes 
like in the example, if we are getting glyphosate in our body all the time because we're eating, uh, you know, non-organic foods, glyphosate is basically an antibiotic. We think of it as a pesticide, but it is an antibiotic. I mean, think about it. That's what it is. It's an antibiotic is doing the same thing as a pesticide. It's getting rid of the bugs. So when we're eating it unknowingly because it's in our food, then it's killing the ecosystem. It's killing the garden inside of our GI tract. And now other bugs that are maybe more resistant to glyphosate, they start breeding and they start reproducing. And the next thing you know, we've got, you know, um, you know, we've got an overgrowth of clostridia. An overgrowth of clostridia changes the dopamine levels in your brain by inhibiting the dopamine converting enzyme. So you end up with too much dopamine, which can give you Parkinson's symptoms. It can give you symptoms of anxiety, mind racing, depression, sleep problems, GI problems, all kinds of stuff, all because the microbiome inside the body or the ecosystem inside the body got altered from an external toxin, allowing a bug, Clostridia, a certain strain of it that doesn't normally overgrow in our body. Now it's overgrowing like a weed and it's changing your brain chemistry, causing you to have all of these neurological symptoms. We've seen countless cases like that, Dr. Christine, where we find, you know, we've, we've found clostridia that has caused a lot of neurological issues, even park, even diagnosis of Parkinson's. So I, I don't believe that it's always a deficiency of dopamine that causes Parkinson's. And why do I think that? Because when we see these certain Things that happen in people, mold can also cause a dopamine converting enzyme issue. Clostridia can cause a dopamine converting enzyme issue, leading to what? Too much dopamine in the brain. We already know, and it's established that too much dopamine in the brain fries the neurons inside of your brain, and it can lead to what? Tremors. And so I think that it's 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 important for us to really go back and look at these root causes. But we've seen many cases like that. We also have had a case, this is crazy. Um, what is a oh, toxoplasma gondii? So that is a, a, a pathogen that is oftentimes found in cat feces and it can be found other places too. This is why, this is one of the reasons why they, why they used to tell women, you know, if you get pregnant, like don't clean out the litter box, you know, okay. But, um, but that can cause suicide ideation. It changes the neurochemistry and changes your personality so dramatically that it can cause suicide ideation. We've had at least six of those cases in the last five years where somebody was suicidal, massive depression. It, they weren't responding to the medications, having all these issues. It turned out to be toxoplasma. And so anyways, there's some more examples of some cool, crazy cases that we've seen. I mean, I'm so glad that you pointed that out and that you brought everything back to the gut as well. I think... I mean, I talk about gut all the time because to me, like, I just, I am incapable of seeing systems as separate in the body anymore. Like, I just, I can't think about them separately. And I am actually working with another case right now who went through, you know, a number of environmental exposures and has gone through like all these detoxes and all this stuff and actually struggles with some dopamine issues. And then we ended up finding an infection in his gut. So that's the next thing that we're working on. But even myself, you know, when I had the mold exposure, like I experienced a depression, like I have never experienced before in my life. And like, my brain was not the same. I couldn't remember a phone number. Like I'd stand in the front of the fridge and not know why I was there. It was a really scary time. And like, and then it's funny. Cause it's like, I've 
I've dealt with enough cognitive decline through like various people in my life that I've watched the process that they go through. And there was one time with um, a client who basically declined really quickly. And the doctor was like, oh yeah, sometimes dementia is like that. And then we took a look and it was actually that he'd been put on a PPI. So like Prilosec, right? And that affected his brain as well. And I think people forget that things like that can affect your brain. So there's so many little nuances from environmental toxins to things coming from the outside that are affecting our neurochemistry that can affect us on all of the levels that you're talking about. And if we can start to understand that these are things that are actionable items that are not always contained within a diagnosis per se, and that it's more something in your system that's <clears throat> creating a stressor. And if we can remove it before it ever becomes a diagnosis, this is the art of preventative medicine that you're talking about. So I love that. And with all this, like there's so many external tools that we can use to really start to control our bodies in a different way. And that's the whole idea behind biohacking. And I know that's one of your passions as well. I'd love if you could share just any of your favorite tools and thoughts around different modalities people can use at home to help their health. Oh, wow. So I'm going to give you a free one. And I think it's one of the most powerful biohacking tools out there. And it doesn't require a 20, 30 or $40,000 toy or device in order for you to get amazing, crazy life transforming benefits from, and it's called breath. It's called the power of breath, the breath work. It's absolutely amazing. And it can have mass, it, it can really help guide you and lead you in massive transformation in your life. And, um, you know, if you, a lot of people are like, well, I, you know, I can't afford to go see Joe Dispenza or, you know, I can't afford to go to these breath work things. Go to YouTube. It's free. There's a ton of stuff on YouTube. Even Joe Dispenza shares a ton of stuff on YouTube on, on breathing and breath work and guided meditation. So I love combining meditation with breath work and topping it off with, um, with uh, hypnosis. And so you can call that like a guided meditation if you want to, right? You can call it hypno meditation with breath work. I mean, there's a combination of different, you know, hypno breath work meditate. You can call it any of that, but guided meditation is super fun because if you are new to this field, if you're new to this, trying to guide yourself, it's going to be just like, just don't try guiding yourself right now. Let you find some of these beautiful guided meditations that are out there that are going to help guide you into a deeper place within you that is going to incorporate and teach you how to breathe, teach you how you can change your breath to change your chemistry in your body. Um, and, uh, and then, uh, you know, do some repatterning, some neurological repatterning along with the whole thing. Cause when you're doing it guided, um, and it, the, the, these guided meditations can combine with the breath work can really help change your neurology, um, can repattern, um, all of your systems in the way that you think and the way that you believe, which then changes your emotions, which then changes your hormones, which then changes your biology and your neurochemistry 
so that you can heal and so that you can feel better every single day. You know, that's something that we touched on earlier, but we didn't go super deep down that rabbit hole. But the most powerful medicine that we have is our mind. You mentioned it earlier. It's our mind. And we don't know how to master our mind. And, 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 you know, we're all like, I know that you're working on it. I'm working on it. I feel like compared to where I was before and compared to many people out there, they probably think I'm a master at it, you know, but I've, I, I still have a ways to go with that because I spent the first 47, 50 to 50 years of my life having no idea that my mind had taken over control. Then my body took over control with my mind. So my body and my mind are running amok, doing their thing, creating their stories, doing whatever they want to do, you know, and I got stuck in these neurological patterns. And so for the last five years, I've been working on changing that by becoming more aware of who I really am, becoming aware that I am spirit first, getting to live a human experience in the physical body. And that the physical body isn't even really physical. I mean, it's kind of all illusion. I mean, if you look at the science and you can see that I'm not talking crazy, right? It's all an illusion anyway. And so if we can learn to pop ourselves out of the matrix, which breathwork and meditation can do that, you can pop, literally pop yourself out of the matrix. Then you can stand in, above outside of yourself and you can see what it is that you're really creating, which can help you then become more aware and you can continue building new neurological connections to stay in a place of awareness where you are, where you become more aware on a minute to minute basis throughout every day that each thought that you have ultimately creates a story that creates an emotion that creates a response that either gives you the outcome that you want in life, in everything in your life, or it gives you an outcome that you don't want. So if you feel like you're on a hamster wheel of hell in anything in your life, with relationships, they're always crappy, you don't know why, oh, I keep ending up with all these a-holes, I don't know what's going on, you know, or it's like the same old, same old, same old with your job. It's like, you know, like five years later, like wake up and see, are you not happy with your job? How has it been for the last decade of your life, the last two decades? Have you been telling the same story, but you're not even aware of it because you're just living so much inside your head. You don't even see that it's the same. You're on a hamster wheel with your health, with your relationships, with your finances, with everything. And if you, if the answer is yes, you are so plugged into the matrix that you can't even see what's going on. So do some guided breathwork meditations, start going down this, what some people call a spiritual route and, you know, uh, which is really, you know, metaphysics and, um, and, 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 and you can change your, your life. You can, heal yourself through thought alone. And, and if you don't believe that, then, you know, I go watch rewired by Joe Dispenza. He's pumping millions and millions of dollars into showing how you can heal through thought alone. Mastering our minds is really, really where it's at. It's the most powerful medicine there is. It trumps everything else that we've talked about today. And that's not saying that, that, you know, that we shouldn't be mindful of the environmental toxins in that because that can cause short circuitry to to the hardware, which is the human body. Um, but you know these 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 things that we call miracles um, didn't happen necessarily from above. You know we are that from which we were made. You know a drop of, a a drop of ocean water is what it's the ocean. You know if we are made in God's image, we are what. 
you know, what are we? What does that make you? And what power do you have within you through the will that God gave you where you have the ability to choose what you think and, and how that makes you feel? And if you can do that, that even can transcend any habit that you might have that you feel has been so hard to break, like breaking the habit of eating junk food, for example, or breaking the habit of being a couch potato and never getting up and moving, even though you know it's good for you. Um, you, you, you can overcome all of these things through thought alone. And the, and the first step that you can do are you know guided, guided meditations and then adding some breath work in there. It can really, really change your life. I love that you listed this as your favorite biohacking tool because I could not agree more. And I'm a living example of healing through your mind, right? Like my body couldn't handle supplements and I was pretty much allergic to all foods and I turned to meditation and it wasn't, I mean, basically I was working with Dr. Joe's meditations, but I had to work with some other ones before that just to help calm my system. Because if you are dealing with these environmental toxins, these can be the roadblocks to being able to go into meditation. But at the same time, the more you do it, the easier it will get because it's like exercising your brain. Like if you go to the gym once a week, it's probably just not going to have the effects that you're looking for. But if you start exercising your brain on a daily basis, you start to have a very different kind of control over it. The other piece that I really love that you said was you're talking about yourself and you're like, my mind would do these things and my body would do these things. And I wasn't even in control, which just implied that you are not your mind or your body you are the thing observing them. You are your life force. And when you're sitting there in meditation and you're hearing all your thoughts chattering away, that's your mind, right? It's not you. And then when you start to do this practice, you start to realize that when your mind is chattering away in your life and it's coming up with all these really stressful emotional responses and, oh, like I, I should worry about this, that it's not you. It is your chemistry and your running mind. And there's a number of great authors from Pema Chodron to Michael Singer who talk about these concepts of starting to really befriend your own mind. And that's a lot of what meditation and mindfulness that we're talking about is. And if anyone's curious, I mean, there's so much stuff all over YouTube. I even have a couple guided meditations on my channel. I also have a bunch that I make for clients and those are on my website. So feel free to check them out. I love Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. Insight Timer is an incredible resource as well and has a whole bunch of people on there. So just know that these tools are available to you and they it's your chemistry and when when it comes back to breath work the other thing that i think people forget to think about we just think of our as our of our lungs as these things for breathing it's actually a huge part of your immune system it's also the thing that maintains the chemistry of your blood so if you want to change the chemistry of your brain change the chemistry of your blood using your lungs that is kind of how breathwork can have such a deep effect and really start to get you into a different kind of meditative state than you would get into all by yourself um, without incorporating the breathwork. So I have found in my own practice since I've incorporated breathwork, it's really changed things. And there's practices for that, like Qigong or even like vinyasa yoga, like all of these different things kind of incorporate breathwork in their own way. So I think everything you covered is huge. And I could talk to you about this for hours upon hours, but I know you're busy and I want to honor your time. If people wanted to find out more about you um, or wanted to work with you, where would you send them? Or if they want to, and for the masterclass, for anyone interested, the link is just in my bio. So go check it out. But if they wanted to work with you yeah what would be the best place um you can check out modernholistichealth.com um you can go straight to our website and we're constantly making updates and stuff to it but if you want to get to know us even more check out our youtube page at modern holistic health we have so much amazing 
information to share with you. Um, we have all kinds of topics on there, things that we've talked about, classes that we've taught, we've posted those up. Um, and so go and check us out over at uh, Modern Holistic Health on YouTube. Perfect. Thank you so much for making the time to do this today and for sharing all of your wisdom and just everything that you're working on. I really appreciate it. And for anyone listening, like feel free to comment below about things that you want to learn more about. We can always do another one of these. Definitely check out the masterclass and either one of our YouTubes. And we just want you to learn and feel happy and empowered in your life again and not like a victim who is just reliant on tools outside yourself. There are so many tools within you, but then also the education of everything that we're talking about, that is the greatest tool of all. So thank you for your time. And I look forward to talking to you soon. I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you.